0: And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.
3: You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, episode 5 million, I'm not sure. Uh, this episode is with Monica Jane. We just loved her. We were like, uh, your work is amazing.
1: Yeah. This I we've recorded so many podcasts that
0: but you're th- like w- I'm like, like wait a second. Yeah.
1: But I do recall it yeah. being a great show. All of our shows are awesome. I learn something every single time we record. Well and this one.
0: This is one of the most common sex questions we have is like, well, how do I know what I want and how do I ask for it? It's yeah. just so like everyone wants to know. There's not everyone, but most people want to know. And it's, and it's a scary thing to explore. A lot of people don't even know what they want. They have no idea how to convey it. It's really frightening. And am I going to say it wrong? Is it going to be rejected? Um, she has a real, really wonderful insight and I just loved, uh, her. I will, I will warn that the audio in it, remember her was, was it her headphones?
1: Oh, oh no, that was someone else. See, we've recorded it's so many, work. I don't oh remember. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> all right. Rank, um. We'll see.
0: I don't know if, if the audio is not perfect in this one. Sorry, it's not our standard, but I think this one was actually okay with someone else that recorded that same day. <laughs> We're like, yeah, anyways. We've been recording up a storm over here at Shameless Sex Headquarters. We're quarters. busy bunnies. Lord uh, mercy. Um, a Real quick, a couple of plugs. You all have heard us talk about hot source yoga. Um, we love them. We can't go right now because we can't do hot yoga in person and I am dying inside a little bit every day. <laughs> I have a sauna. I'm like, maybe I'll do yoga in there, but it's tiny and it's like 200 degrees in there versus the 100 degree room that I love. They have
1: online though. You can pay they're per doing... class?
0: Yeah, they're doing it online. It's only $5 per class. Uh, if you go to hotsourceyoga.com, you can learn more. Is it Hot Source Yoga Studio? I should probably look that up. Um, but they're also offering a teacher training coming up. Yeah, Studio.com. This teacher training is a 40-hour training. If you all have a lot of time on your hands, and especially if you're already in the world of yoga, it's the Psychodynamics of Yoga 40-hour online training. Starts May 4th to May 11th. Um, you'll learn all about creating the container. You're learning an intro to shadow work and yoga, um, about how to, um, do some personal development and money mindset and regarding your business, business from the heart, and then also trauma resolution and yoga recovery, all kinds of things. Um, so go check that out if you want to deepen your yoga knowledge and it's all online. Yeah. Safety of your own home. And Nicole Huliza is amazing. She's I such a great instructor. Her. She's incredible. She's, she's so inspirational. And
1: this is such a hard time right now for a lot of folks out there and it's good to support. Yeah. our our actually the people that were doing great work before in yoga and yeah. and mindfulness and mm-hmm. coaching. So yeah. I, I'm a huge fan.
0: Yeah. Go check what that out doing. if you're interested. Uh, we're going to read a sex question in a minute. We also want to tell you about someone that is not a sponsor of ours, but we are absolutely in love with their products. They sent us some samples. It's Intimo Pleasurables. Uh, they're based in Canada. Canada. And she was a fan. Yeah. And she said a fan.
1: Yeah. We, we uh, were part of her inspiration to create this beautiful line. Yes. And I used, it's not just lube. It, yeah. I use the period, it's like a period oil to like help with pelvic pelvic, floor. Yeah, pelvic pain. Not pelvic pain. Yeah, yeah. Pelvic pain, not pelvic floor. Yeah. But I put it on. Cause I, yeah, you get cramps I'm, and things. Yeah, yeah. And, and it really did help you use it a couple days before and you, uh, we split the, yeah, the care you, package. Like, you so get we this, each I tried. get this. Yeah.
0: I got, yeah, I got, well, I tried the one that actually I gave you that I loved. It's the smooth operator, uh, lubricants, water-based lubricant. And it has hydro. How do I say this? Hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid and aloe vera and hyaluronic. I use that on my face too. Yeah. It's really, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be increased pleasure and to decrease pain during sex. And it's also just really good at, like hydrating for your skin, but it's ro- rose scented and flavored. I'm obsessed with rose and for a, it's hard for me to find a water-based lip that I like. I really like that one. It's very silky. So you can use it with all sex toys Um, they also have a really nice massage oil they have an oil based lube so go check it out and it's 100% 100 plant based yes 100% plant based they use a lot of organic ingredients and oh and a portion from every sale goes to free sex ed that they offer both in person and online well probably not in person right now Um, so they're doing really great things and we say go support them go check them out and intimo pleasurables on Instagram you can stay up to date on workshops a lot of those are free Um, and you can ask sex questions etc and they have a promo code. What's the promo code, Chip? If
1: you go to Intimo Pleasurables. That's I N T A M O Pleasurables. I don't want to spell the whole thing. You'll figure it out. You enter the code Shameless Sex and you'll get 15% off any purchase that you make just for being a listener. Mm-hmm. That is a plug because we love them. Yep. And I'm loving the products, actually. It's Me because too. I really do. And thank you for sending that if yeah. you're listening. You're all thank awesome. Thank you, yeah. Intimo.
0: Oh, wow. I just realized that their uh, their plant based massage oil is infused with cannabis sativa. Hemp seed. Oh, I did hemp seed oil. see that.
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> see that but i think it's not it's, it's just the hemp seed oil it's not the psychoactive i part. love i love this you're not gonna get high all right
0: i'm not gonna i'm not amy's gonna getting all
1: high my on now. the cb no on the <laughs> cannabis she's drinking it <laughs> the, the massage oil all
0: right you're ready for a sex Next question yeah all right i'm not gonna drink the massage oil i'll just stick to the wine <laughs> okay here we go I would describe myself as vanilla, and my fiancé is the opposite. I was raised in the church and taught sex is bad and felt a lot of shame and protection of myself and sexuality. Now that I'm almost 30 and engaged to an amazing and very experienced man, I want to turn things around. I want to be a sex goddess. I've been starting to open up more and talk about what I like, porn, fantasies, things I want to try. I have never even kissed a girl, which apparently is shocking. I would love some advice as to what I can do to continue opening up and being more sexually confident. Neither of us are into role play. He said he has put me on a pedestal and is afraid to ask me to do anything he wants that could be more wild. He thinks I'm too delicate. Meanwhile, I want all of it. He also has a very stressful job and comes home in unpleasant moods and is overstressed. I would love to surprise him with lingerie or have sexy plans, but I know he would just bat me away. Side note, he has some erectile dysfunction and that has cut him off. From trying things and sometimes sex altogether. There are several things there, but I'm really working hard and I would love a little boost.
1: Multifaceted question. A lot of questions. I'll just share a real quick piece that came up for me while you were reading this question. because I'm sure you'll have some great insight as you always do, Ms. Baldwin. I think, okay, it sounds like you want all the things. And there's a lot of, of maybe you want to swallow the entire world, right? I think focus, find what you want, and then have an experiential weekly new tryout thing and explain to your partner what you're wanting to try. I know the delicate pedestal thing. Uh, hopefully they can see through that and just work with you on, um, exploring because that is something that they're going to have your, he, uh, he's going to have to, do with you because you're obviously wanting all of this awesome new sexual experiences. So I think focus, like take it, take it to a level of, of, uh, get like, you don't have to get a solid direction. I just think, um, maybe some bullet points of what you want to try and in in an order, right? So there's not, it's not just, I want it all because that sounds great. Just, I think maybe just slow it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and as far as the erectile issues, uh, Yeah, that's like the, it could be the heady. The stress. There's a lot of
0: stress there too. I mean, erectile issues are so often, more often related to emotional stuff than it is the actual body. So if this person is running up stressed all the time, erections don't often happen during stress because there's a lot of hormones in the body that aren't really uh, erection friendly during that. So that's stress management probably on his own. It could be other things too. It's probably a lot of self-care and like you said, less headiness. What I find really interesting about this so she's vanilla, and her fiance is the opposite. But when she's talking about, so he's very experienced but she's all these things that she wants to try and he's a
1: no. So that's why I was confused. Cause I don't see her as vanilla no. at all. Who is it? Eve Minax. She said she doesn't like the term she vanilla, doesn't like yeah. vanilla yeah. Uh, because there's like no such thing. Everybody just
0: uh, And she's like, it puts you in a category of, in a yeah. box. Yeah. yeah. So, but she's, she's seriously, like, he's like this wild person, but he put me in this and I want to try all these things, but he's a no. Cause he put me on the pedestal. The pedestal is very interesting to me. This happens a lot where you go on this pedestal. Someone puts you in a pedestal because you almost, like you're their mommy you know yeah. like you know your mommy's not sexualized or you're you're they put you in that like a the different purity. category yeah yeah but then they ha- can go like they go watch wild porn elsewhere because like that's they, they've, they've separated them and so for me i'm like
1: you're uh, totally right
0: what, you, so your partner's the wild highly experienced one but you're like i want to try all these wild things and they're like uh no i don't want to do that with you so This is a conversation to have. Obviously, you know, he said he put you on a pedestal. You need to get off that fucking pedestal because that pedestal is not sexy. You know, it doesn't feel sexy for you. Maybe it feels nice to be taken care of on there, but it's not sexy for you. It's not sexualized for your partner. Um, And so there's some work around that on how he's viewing you. Um, And how to, you know, how to start to view you in a different way. And part of that is from exploring these different things. And he'll have to notice what comes up as you start to explore things. And all of a sudden this thought comes up of, you know, why you shouldn't be the sexualized being, but you want to be this, you are this. So there's a cycle here and there's individual work, I think, for him. To go and do on his thing about putting you on a pedestal, on his thing about being really stressed and um, sex being kind of on the back burner, and the rejection piece—you've experienced a lot of rejection—and
1: the, the lingerie, where she said she w- she wants would to love that. to surprise him with lingerie, but but she feels like she's being rejected. Yes, yeah, so I'm curious as to why because she's not it's, it's supposed to be afraid the... he's going to taint her if she wears the lingerie and they it,
0: yeah could it yeah. could be or to him she's not sexualized right so she wears lingerie and to him like no 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 you're like my pure good girl Ooh, who's what if to she be... came
1: out in a construction costume and was like <laughs> hey I'm not on a pedestal I'm a badass here's my here's yeah. my screwdriver knock gonna... myself. Yeah. you know who this would be a good question for who
0: Kristen for, oh Trivi from, from, from Fun be, Factory she would be so good at this because she comes up with all those ways you know ours for the me, recipes yeah. for me it's much more like have the conversation about this because there's some work to do here and it's not going to be an overnight thing he can't just take you off the pedestal overnight where he just convinces himself that you're not this thing that he's been viewing you as not this thing but this p- type of person but through experiences and practice and his own awareness um, hopefully he can reframe that and see you in a different light because you are a sexual being he's just not seeing you that way
1: i would like to add one more yeah. piece i think if if you can talk with him after after what Amy said, there is some pedestal work and and kind of some shifting that needs to happen. I think setting aside time, like a new exploration night once a week that you can check off your little Mm -hmm. uh, bucket list of sexual fantasies that you've wanted to explore and kind of obviously have a a pre-negotiation and conversation with him about that. Uh, And that could be a great way to explore. And it has to both parties have to enter into the situation, the intimate exchange evening of Mm -hmm. exploration, we can call it. That's not, it doesn't flow. That's not our marketing term for that, but uh, (laughs) there you, you could go in with an open mind and open heart, but both parties would need to agree to that. And then there's no batting away. There's just exploration and there doesn't have to even be a destination. It doesn't have to be penetrative sex or it can just be exploring. And I love, yeah, I love that. And you, and try different things. Okay. Tonight we're going to explore this thing. I'm going to wear lingerie in
0: in it. You will just see how, this feels like you said no goals and let's check in along the way like what's coming up through this are you are you starting is he starting to kind of like shut down what's happening in his body and maybe you two can work through that process together as opposed to it just happening yeah um and but being more more clear like these are my desires this is who i feel like inside what i want to be um and how i want to be viewed and here's some practices i'd like us to try to see what feels
1: good and you might find some of them do and some of them don't. And you know? you know what you could do if you need some direction right now, listener that asked this question? Go on our website, shamelesssex.com, sign up for a newsletter, and we'll send you 50 oh, yeah. sexy, fun tips and tricks for spicing it up with your partner and things to try and do. Yeah. Uh, so that could be the first step. Totally. And sh- you can share it with him and ask him if there's anything on there that stands out for him to try. This
0: is also common for people who have kids. This happens yeah. a lot. Like the, you know, the, the the woman bears the children and all of a sudden now she's mommy and she's not sexualized um, either by herself or by a partner. So this is a common thing for people to work with and it's totally workable.
1: Yeah. Thank you for the question. I love that question. All right, y'all. We're almost Bio going time. to get into the interview. Yes. But first let's learn about Monica Jane. Monica Jane is a leader of unabashed self-expression, a mentor of true internal freedom, a coach of authentic communication and speaking up, and an educator of erotic liberation. She has been a six-figure exec in a male-dominated industry, earned over 5,000 hours of continuing education and teaching yoga theory and philosophy for accredited collegiate institutions, and is an expert in communication, authenticity, vulnerability, relationship, sex, and intimacy. She's a certified erotic blueprint coach with certifications in queer competency and sexological bodywork forthcoming. Monica Jane catalyzes evolution in all facets of your being, evoking your permission to speak up and be unabashedly you. To learn more, go to MonicaJane.com. I'm going to spell it for you. M-O-N-I-C-A-J-A-Y-N-E dot com. And by the way, she is a certified erotic blueprint coach, yeah. Drew Jaya, who's yeah. been on our show. Amazing. I think it's episode 126. Yes. So good. And this one's yeah. this is a great episode. She's incredible. She's really great. So yeah. are you ready? did she say she stayed with Brene Brown or she something? Did, yes. Yeah, I don't remember she's if that worked, was in the bio, it's but yes. Yeah, yeah. She, she's really a wonderful. <gasps> Human, my dog. Sorry, she almost dropped Perry on me. Oh, oh. oh, Ah, dogs. Okay, we gotta go. Let's start the podcast.
0: All right.
3: Yeah. All right. I want a few breaths, though.
0: This has been a little frazzly Yeah, I know. Jeez. I know. Yeah, let's get those breaths in there. I, I. I appreciated it. Is it a YouTube or something video that I saw when you were setting up the mic and it was kind of stressful and you were in front of this audience and you, you really like, like tended to yourself and what you needed? Um, I and then actually, that's what I, I saw that and then I was like, oh, she's coming along on her show.
3: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Because I mean, like three minutes into that or something, I used that as a teaching moment. I said, this is an example of someone when they claim space. And ask for their needs to be met. They can show up as their full self rather than their half self, or their annoyed self, or their unfulfilled self. Um, so I'm I'm happy you recognize that, and I do feel um, I'm glad you told me that because people who understand that are my people, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you value that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could recognize the alignment there, and I keep doing this on shows where someone shares something that I think is really a great intro into what we're talking about. And so then I I just throw it at them that we're recording now and we're going to start the podcast with that. Uh, Instead of just being like, Hey, everyone, we're going to start the podcast. We're going to start with that piece. I think because I, um that again, I think that really resonates here. And so I'd like to invite you as we do with all of our guests to start by sharing your journey. How did you get to be uh, in this work today in the field of human sexuality?
3: Well. If you had 17 days, I could fill them but to bullet point my journey. uh, I grew up Catholic in a Mormon town on the border of Wyoming and Utah. So sex arousal turn on sexuality was not something that we learned about, and it was a forbidden topic. So I went the way of the prude, and some people go, you know, the way of the quote-unquote slut, and I, I don't condone that word or call them fluts, but um, I went the way of the prude, so I did not learn anything, um, and when I was 28 years old, I had had 10 years of penetrative sexual experience, 14 years of fooling around, and I was sitting at my mother's deathbed, And she was said to have 60 to 90 days, but it was apparent in like two days that she would be gone in a couple more. It was kind of like the movie wild where her mom just like up and dies all of a sudden. And is supposed to be around. Uh, so when I saw that I started freaking out because I hadn't had an orgasm and I didn't know what that meant or how to fix it. And so I, debated whether or not to ask my mom at her deathbed about it. And I was 28 and said to myself, that's a lot of life to live. Wondering what would have happened had I asked. And if I do ask and it embarrasses her or disgraces her, she can say no and I'll just deal with that. So I said all of that to my mom. <laughs> and then I, she said, what's the question? And I said, have you ever had an orgasm? And she looked around the room and said to me, I don't know. And I took a breath and I said, what do you mean you don't know? (laughs) Because this was my mom and she was going to die in a couple of days. And I needed to know what the heck I was missing out on. So we ended up having a conversation. And at the end of it, she said, It was our first conversation ever about sex. And at the end, she said, if I had it to do over again, I would be more open and adventurous sexually. That's from my mom who covered my eyes when we were watching the nighttime movie on ABC or NBC or whatever from 8 to 10 p.m. on a school night. If it got too sexy, she'd cover my eyes. If it got too noisy, she'd cover my eyes and my ears. And she's here telling me if I had it to do over again, I'd be more open and adventurous sexually. And what I realized from that was permission. I had hers. And from there, the last 10 years, I've set out to really put to practice. All of the things that I had discovered in those fourteen years of frustration from reading books but not taking any action, learning, learning, learning intellectually but never embodying it, and uh, I went on this path um, in women's groups and all kinds of all kinds of stuff. I traveled to over twenty-five countries, five continents, attending BDSM clubs, sex clubs, workshops, munches through life. Uh, studying with lots of teachers and all, including teachers outside of sexuality, like Brene Brown. I studied, uh, one-on-one with Brene Brown, with Jaya Ma, with Allison Armstrong, just learning what it means to enjoy our eroticism. And I've come up with a really awesome theory on what I believe arousal and turn-on is. Maybe we'll have a moment to talk about that too.
1: That's an incredible story, Monica Jane. Wow. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and Brene Brown, actually, we've referenced her all the time on the show because she helped me through a, such a, not not personally, just her work has helped me through some really dark times in my life. And uh, that's incredible that you've studied one-on-one with her. Um, so our next question here is, um, it's a really good one. It's, why is it... S- that so many people don't speak up for their needs and desires. Um, I'd love to hear your your take on that.
3: So, my the basic number one reason I believe is because we're not in touch with ourselves. We don't know what we want, and we don't give ourselves permission. So basically, we. I don't want to speak for everyone because I know, you know, that's not kosher, um, but just for general sake, for the sake of this and um, not taking up time explaining I'm not talking for everyone, <laughs> I'm going to use we and us from here on out or people. Um, so we are subscribing, whether we're conscious of it or not. All of us, uh, at least once a day, are subscribing to familial, religious, social, um, and cultural conditioning. Prescriptions from all of those areas of life on what will make us happy. And so they teach us just as much about how to be as they do about how not to be. And so, uh, it's kind of like I, I listened to a few of the episodes, uh, right before this and episode 140 on soft cocks. It's like, be a man, have a rock hard cock and maintain it. Damn it. Otherwise, you're not a man. So that social and cultural conditioning that's fucking bullshit. Um, and so we we learn that in order to be a man I have to have a rock hard cock and I have to maintain it. We learn that sex is dick and vagina. Uh we learn that um, we learn all kinds of uh condition sex is bad and we car- we carry that around. And one that I was carrying around for my cultural conditioning was the American dream. So I lived what I call a robot life up until that 28 years old point in my life, that conversation with my mom, where I went to college because that's what you do after high school. No one in my family went to college. I majored in business because that's what you do. You don't major in art or dance. If I had been being myself, I don't know if I would have gone to college. And if I did go to college, I would have majored in art and dance and I majored in business and then I pursued the American dream I worked my way up the corporate ladder in just a year and a half I worked my way to a six-figure executive level in the male-dominated industry of aerospace and defense Woo! I'm so amazing because culture tells me but I look around at my house at all of the matching throw pillows and curtains and the red KitchenAid mixer on the counter and go oh and partner and the three-bedroom home with the den with and go, why am I so fucking unhappy? I don't understand. And what I've grown to know since then is that I wasn't connected to my actual needs, wants, and desires. I didn't know what they actually were. So most most issues with couples that I find when I work with couples, when they one or the other is saying, he can't be pleased, she can't be pleased, they're impossible to please. It's because they're asking for things and being given them, whether it be in sex, whether it be for dinner, whether it be the car they want, and they're being given them, but that's not fulfilling because it's not what they actually fucking want. It's what the television commercial told them. It's what their mom said that they would be like when they're a wife or a husband or a partner. And so long-winded answer fundamentally we are not in touch with ourselves we don't know what we want and we don't give ourselves permission when we do get that inkling of what we do want Mm -hmm. and one very personal last example would be this is a bit scary for me to say um it's i might tear up a bit um this is me choosing to come out in a very public way Mm -hmm. my brother is gay. And for my Catholic family and my extended evangelistic Bible Bible knowing extended family, one gay person in our family was enough. Mm. We didn't need more sexual issues. Well, I got pregnant when I was 21. I didn't tell anyone. My family that's listening to this right now will not have known this, but I didn't tell anyone. I told my gay brother and that's it. And then I had an abortion. And then right now at 37, uh, I am questioning my pronouns and I might be they, them and not she, her. Mm -hmm. So these are all like really deep. When we talk about our needs being met, it's like, I want good sex, but deep foundational things that have to do with our identity are denied because of this, these prescriptions from family, religion, culture, Mm -hmm. and we subscribe to them. Mm. consciously or unconsciously. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. I really uh, deeply appreciate your um, vulnerable share there. And um, I know how uh, scary it is to share, Well, especially on, on a podcast where you have 50 to 60,000 people a week listening to something. And I know that it is um, inspiring. I can speak for myself and April will probably agree to just hearing someone speak about the things that we are told we are not supposed to talk about, feel, share, um, whether it's within our own families or publicly, Um, helps me to share those parts of myself. Um, I've shared on the podcast many times about having an abortion. I've received a little bit, only maybe one or two messages of some hate mail around it and knowing that that's their own Um stuff. And I continue to share those parts of myself because I know that that's part of my work. I'm not, you know, on a, you know, on a, my soapbox saying, everyone should do this. I'm saying, I, you know, I'm human and I have these parts of myself that are really hard and, um, and painful and, um, and are part of my experience. Um, and so I, I really, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that, and I just as you as you speak, I kind of fall in love with you more. And more. I'm sure April's doing the same over there. We we both do that. We're just like oh, we, and then when we get off the call with you, we'll be like oh my god, she's so amazing. So thank you for that. Um I'm thank you. yeah, I, I I just really value that.
3: I to to bring that full circle to seal it up. I didn't get my needs met in that moment because of religious and familial conditioning, and also cultural. I wanted to carry the baby and and have an open adoption but I couldn't it would be such a disgrace to my family a disgrace to me embarrassing to everyone I mean these were the stories in my head and those were all the fucking subscriptions that I was carrying those weren't my genuine needs wants and desires and this is what I'm talking about we hear these things in our head and it's our voice in our head and we think it's us but it's coming from other places and that's what I really love to work on with people is identifying and becoming conscious of what, what you're subscribing to that you don't even realize. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that brings me to my next question, which you just shared kind of a way to do this and the work that you do with people, but how did you personally, and how can other folks discover their own needs and desires?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a million ways and it's going to be different for, for every person. A basic structure um, for me was I spent years trying, like I said, I read all of the books, all of the self-pleasure books, all of the, you know, here's how you orgasm books, but I, I didn't implement it. So we get stuck. I'll focus on myself. You asked me, what was my journey? I intellectualized a bunch of shit and didn't actually embody it or put it to practice. Then my mom was on her deathbed and I was like, oh my God, I got to find out how, like, what's the key to orgasm? Maybe my mom can tell me. And um, then I received her permission, which it took about two years for me to give myself my permission. And then I I really started pursuing in an embodied way, all of this information. And it's actually really awesome because uh, episode 126 with Jaya mm-hmm. Everyone listened to that. It wasn't until I discovered the erotic blueprints that I was given permission to be exactly who I am as a unique erotic being uh, that I found that I'm not broken and there's nothing to fix. And I knew how to expand and grow and pursue my eroticism in a way that fed and fulfilled me instead of followed the prescriptions of a sexy woman loves roses candlelight, satin, and romantic dinners. And I would try those things and I wasn't turned on. It didn't juice me up. It didn't make me feel aroused. It didn't make me want my partners. She's impossible to please was a very common remark from my long-term. I had serial monogamy, uh, tons of relationships, and I was always impossible to please. So I found the erotic blueprints and that showed me that Nothing's wrong. I just have a different arousal type than the stereotype of a female. And then, uh, through that, I got immersed in sex positive community, which I think is huge. I find that for my clients, uh, when we come into community instead of them with just me, they start to open their mind. I refer them to things like shameless sex podcast so that it can normalize. So normalization of talking about sex, uh, exploring sexuality, Mm -hmm. questioning our prescriptions. And then I became a certified erotic blueprint coach. Mm -hmm. And I have forthcoming uh, uh, sexological bodywork certification and career competency certification. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my journey in a nutshell. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I resonated so much when you talked about the being hard to please human. I, I have definitely had that against me almost. I always think it's a challenge for people and it's, and it's identifying my own needs. I've never wanted the diamond ring and the white wedding dress and to walk down the aisle with someone. And although I was married, I eloped and um, there were a lot of other reasons. Yes, there was a lot of love there. Uh, I never identified with a traditional thought process of like a Western wedding and and a white picket fence. And I always thought something was wrong with me or because I endured so much familial uh, travesties between my parents and their relationships. I thought that I was just fucked up and broken and that perhaps I, and I don't identify with uh, like being a total straight human. I, I identify probably more as a pansexual or heteroflexible. And, and, uh, it's also difficult for people to understand and value that. And this podcast has been such a, a powerful tool to let people know that it's okay to be you and the work that you're doing. Uh, I've, I was teared up and getting goosebumps several times because it's such important work. And I'm so thankful that you're on this show with us. And anyway, um, what about a question? How about a question for you? <laughs> so,
3: um, <laughs> so if I, if I could jump in April, it's actually beautiful what you just shared. And it, it was you sharing yourself, your essence, your heart, and your identity. And then rushing right out of it because it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And what I would love is for everybody listening and for the three of us to just be like, thank you so much for sharing April Mm -hmm. and give just like a little or a huge one, but it's a podcast, so we'll give a little piece of space mm-hmm. just to like recognize how big of a deal it is to to be seen, felt, heard, and have those chills. That's mm-hmm. one indication you know you're onto something that's mm-hmm. right for you. If you're contracting or not feeling chills, that's one indication it might not be right for you. So mm-hmm. there's a little tip on how to know when you're in subscription or.
1: Re- reality for your essence. Mm-hmm. Well, also, they. I, I'm sure our listeners want to hear more from you because this is our interview portion. That's why I was like, let's get to it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I want I want to
0: comment on just I I I like so I did the Hakomi uh, training to your uh, holistic psychotherapy training, and and we call that you know the the nourishment barrier. You know, in Hakomi is and and I April and I both resonate with this very much so because we do, we both. Uh, talk about how we would do like the caretaker, caregiver thing. And part of that, and yeah, you too, right? And so part of that is like to to take a moment to highlight this vulnerable moment of of April ha- taking this in and feeling this really powerful thing, but also this vulnerable moment of you know, allowing you then to take in the recognition here of how she's seeing you. It's, it's all scary. It's all really scary. And so I just love that that actually happened in like real time on the podcast.
3: <laughs> this is what we're yeah. talking about. It's beautiful, and people are starving for connection right now. And this was a moment of connection that we can have virtually. Uh, and I would love to come back on and talk about authentic, authentic relating and connection, and how people can have more of that in this uh, isolation period. But to stay on topic for today, a hundred percent. Ask some. <laughs> well
1: you already mentioned kind of one tip about eliminating I love that you call it the subscriptions and the prescriptions by the way because those are we think about these archetypes that are we sometimes don't even realize are these like m- the maps of our lives or the paradigms that we're living in and so our the folks that listen to our show love the tips and the hacks and and kind of the the cliff notes and the bullet points and so that kind of brings me to the next question of the actual tips for how our listeners and folks out there can speak up for their needs and desires. Uh, I know for themselves and also with their lovers and partners.
3: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, and I want to say prescriptions will never go away, The subscriptions is what you can pay attention to become conscious of and, and make, make conscious choices around. So, like I said, I've totally been there. Uh, I was the perfect student, perfect employee, the top performer, chasing the American dream, all of that. So it's to recognize, step one, recognize where you're subscribing to the prescriptions of religion, family, culture, society. Secondly, discover and uncover what's conscious and what's unconscious that you're subscribing to. And then from there, make a choice and give yourself permission. So recognize, discover, make a choice and give yourself permission from you to you. My mom's was powerful, but it didn't become fully powerful until I gave myself permission from the inside out to hold, um, to hold that space for myself. And that's what I do now is hold immaculate space for you to discover your own answers, your choices and, um, then what do we do after that? A lot, a lot of that stage of choice and permission <laughs> can look like temper tantrums, uh, sad crying fits for two weeks, regret, grief. The, all of the grief stages uh, occur during this one. It's, it's not necessarily pretty at first. And then when the empowerment finally comes and the imposter syndrome subsides and you decide that you're worth it, uh, it can be very beautiful on the other end. So my clients say, this is the rite of passage into adulthood I never received, aka the rite of passage into thinking and knowing for myself, no longer being told. And so then the next step is like, now what? Uh, do you need guidance? Do you need member, mentorship? Do you need uh, practical and applicable actions for embodiment and carrying these new subscriptions out in your life? you need a cheerleader? So getting support. And then finally, uh, integration, maintenance, personal responsibility, and accountability. Because it's so easy to slip back into that quote unquote safety which is actually ultimately not safe at all. And if you're metaphysical or woo-woo at all, you'll know that there's theories about this is how we get cancer. This is how we get chronic diseases. This is how we die sooner than we would if we had been being ourselves. So that's basically what the journey looks like in 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 the steps and that's what I guide my clients through and I want to say when you do it with me it includes lots and lots of fun 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 play and discovery Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like dredging through the trenches all the time and putting yourself with a positive mentor and community is huge Mm -hmm. I, I highly recommend that support.
2: Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and has changed their
1: lives. So for all you vulva owners or vulva lovers out there who may already be having good orgasms and you want to take it to the next level, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, OMGS will have something just for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless. Our listeners get $5 off. Check it out. This podcast was also made possible by UberLube. It's a luxurious
2: silicone lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uber Lube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. You never knew Lube could be this good.
1: So whether you're an avid Lube lover or you've never used Lube before, Uberlube is right for you. It has no flavor, no scent and feels absolutely amazing on the body. UberLube has endless uses. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth right before an oral sex session, and it totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's gorgeous. It's totally discreet and looks more like a beautiful cosmetic product. So you can even leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out
2: uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. That's uberlube.com. Go check it out. And now back to the show.
0: And... So is the work that you're doing with folks, I, sorry, I have two questions, maybe it's three. Um, is it, because what you spoke to, sexuality is part of it. I'm sure it goes beyond sexuality. Is there actual more like life coachy, just all aspects of their lives that they're not speaking up their needs? I'll start with that question. I'll go to the second one after. Um, is it, so it's other parts of their lives as well?
3: This is a perfect segue. I said earlier that I came up with this am- amazing theory on turn on and arousal.
0: That was my next question.
3: So- <laughs> perfect. Oh, cool. Well, let's sew it all together because it is, it's is—it's all the same. Okay. I was not connected to my turn on arousal. I was taught to shut it off as soon as it started coming on by the covering of my eyes. When men would hit on me and my mom out in public, she would say, don't give them what they want. So it it essentially gave me what, it wasn't giving me what I wanted, which was to feel that percolation in my soul, that effervescence of my core erotic essence. And so your eroticism is your eros. It is who you are at the very core. So once you are connected to your turn on and your arousal, that's actually yours, not the, Things we're told we should be turned on by, but the ones that actually are, you're turned on and aroused all over in life. So we work in your job, your career, your relationship, your communication, the types of activities you choose to spend your free time doing, the food that you eat. I mean, everything's affected. So it is an all-encompassing work uh, that, that we do together. And I think that that's why people say it's a rite of passage into adulthood, like the fullness of being a human, um, that we never, you know, we never got, we never got to experience or have in our lives. So in a nutshell, turn on an arousal for me is the light that it's a compass that shine. Let me start over. Turn on an arousal is a compass that shines a light in the direction of that which fulfills you and makes life worth living. So when you're in touch with that compass and that light, you say yes to more things that are actually a yes. You say no to more things that are actually a no. And you identify when you're not sure and you ask for space, you claim space and time to make up your mind for your well-being.
0: So, yes, all the things <laughs> i i I love that and and i and i a hundred percent agree with you and so I guess I want to reiterate that is you're you're saying that you're that essentially the your eros your sexuality essentially it kind of works at the core, and everything is related and by going in and working on this part, you're actually going in and working on healing all these other parts of yourself so my my additional question to that, if that's true. Do you also feel like working on the other parts of yourself in turn can heal their sexuality? You know, they go both ways in terms of the healing and the work.
3: That's a really interesting question. (laughs) On my current website, which I don't know which version will be up when this airs, I have a pie chart of well-being and we focus on physical, psychological, Emotional and, um, basically everything except for eroticism. I mean, maybe if you're talking to the wrong people, you're like, <laughs> you are who you are. So maybe you do, but most people, um, focus on yoga and eating right and spirituality and all of these things and they leave out eroticism. And I can say for my personal journey, until I consciously brought eroticism in to that mix, to make it a complete pie. Uh, No, I wasn't, I wasn't arriving. It wasn't affecting my eroticism. I wasn't awakening to who I truly am at the core, my, my arrows. And I'm not going to say that that's the same for everyone because like, for instance, through Kundalini, not even Kundalini yoga, just yoga or energetic sex, somebody might have a Kundalini awakening and that really connects them to the core essence of the energetics of who they are. Uh, so I'll say for me working on everything else, no, it did not get me. It did not get me in touch with my eros, with my eroticism mm-hmm. for others. It totally could.
1: I identify as someone that is not an erotic being. I want to channel that. And I do initiate some of those practices from folks that are on the show. And it's something that I like come to terms with, I'm like, I'm not this super sensual, sexy human until I am, until I really begin to tap into it and get out of my head and start to just focus on, okay, this, this person that can put out my actual desires, but it is a practice like anything else. And I'm so playful and kind of like, I, I'm. I mean, Amy in, has seen like me for so many years now. I'm like a total like dorky weirdo, you know? I'm like super awkward. And so that's why it's hard for me sometimes.
0: She's to- not awkward, by the way. That's not my perception <laughs> of her. She's like awesome and owns it and she's <laughs> playful. But that's where I get your, your perception. It,
1: but when I'm like trying to be sexy, I when we've done like the pole dancing class. It's pretty sexy. Amy, it's not awkward. It it's fucking so hot. <laughs> funny though. I'm like walking around. I'm like, okay. And it just like, I just feel so funny. But not that that has to be erotic those are two separate things. I just really, I, I just, I really felt into what you were saying about the parts being separate because I do all that other stuff too. And it still doesn't affect my erotic, true erotic being. Right. And I'm a pretty open book when it comes to what I would try uh, in the bedroom. And that's, uh, it's something that I really do want to spend some more time and work on. Anyway, I think that you would be a, a, just such an amazing person to work with. Like you're, you encompass all of these, like it's like a holistic approach right it it starts from the, the ground up and and which brings me to the last question which I'm I'm devastated I don't want you to go actually she's coming and back <laughs> we're bringing her back you have to come back I'm like how long can we ask you like 50 more questions so if folks out there want to work with you uh and find you can you let them know social and and your uh, all of the things how to find Monica Jane
3: yeah of course Uh, I do want to make a quick remark on what you just said before I do that, which is all these tips, tricks, and techniques are outside of you. All of these practices are outside of you. And unless you're coming, I used to teach a yoga class called yoga from the inside out. So unless it's coming from inside of you outward, outward, Instead of you trying to duplicate, replicate, or make something look the way you're being taught it should from the outside inward, your that that latter example is robotic, it's programming, it's subscriptions. And the former coming from the inside outward is is what has you arrive at you. None of this stuff inside of you is going to have you arrive at you. So one thing I didn't mention is uh, I have over 5,000 hours in receiving continuing education and teaching yoga theory and philosophy and yoga asana, uh, including at accredited collegiate institutions. And I was doing that majorly from the outside in. That was uh, like a four-year stint 10 years ago. And now today, I finally get it because I'm coming from my core. I'm living from the inside outward rather than grab, 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 program, 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 put this this disc here, put this tip here, put this trick here, put this subscription there. Oh, now I'm complete. It just doesn't work that way. So if you are someone who knows that there's more to life, there's more to you, and you've spent months or probably years trying to live that and you haven't been able to yet fully and completely you know there's more i am someone i am a guide that can help uh whack the weeds so you can find that inner core and live from the inside outward and so if you want to find me uh you can go on facebook it's slash monica jane dot me on instagram it's I I recommend Facebook. I'm much more active there. I'm one of those, I'm the upper age group, uh, the borderline millennial and whatever was before that. So I'm more of a Facebooker than an Instagrammer. Uh, on Instagram, you'll find me at Miss, M-I-S-S, Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, Jane, J-A-Y-N-E. That's important. So at Miss Monica Jane. And then my website is monicajane.com. And if you want some fun games and bonuses, go to monicajane.com/more. That is my landing page for anytime I speak publicly. I have no idea what will be on there when you come on there, uh, or when this goes live, um, or when you're listening to this podcast. But there are prizes for you. And what I'm feeling from this, from recording this, is I want to do a multi-part series on those steps of how. How do you uh speak up for your needs and desires? So maybe I'll maybe I'll have a free video series on there for you. Uh but there's lots of goodies on there, lots of things to choose from because my erotic blueprint is Shapeshifter highly energetic. So I like surprises, teas, and anticipation as well as all of the things. I have to have all of the things all of the time. Otherwise I am not fulfilled. <laughs> so I want to give you all of the things all of the time. Oh, and so something that's always Monica Jane slash more, MonicaJane.com slash more is a self-expression discovery session. And this is something that uh, it's a session where we spend about an hour really looking at from where you've come and that more that you see for yourself that just isn't happening yet. And how how you might get there, and so this is a call for you if you're ready to put in the time, effort, and energy, and investment into that kind of work. It's it's not for everyone, and I will be able to help guide you toward other resources if um, a journey with me isn't you know the one for you right now. But if you if if you've resonated, if you've gotten the goosebumps like April was talking about during this call. Uh, please do fill out that um, that form for the self-expression discovery session, uh, complimentary.
1: I love that you call yourself a guide as well as a, rather than a coach. I love that because it's someone that is going to, with a coach you feel like they're like, all right, this is what you have to do, listen up. Here you go. Here's the platform. Breaker, breaker. I don't know what you what a coach would say, but that's what I, I do. I, a guide. I feel like someone that's going to gently massage me in the way that I need to go, which sometimes is is more helpful, and uh, you can accept it. And this was an absolute joy of an episode, Monica Jane. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful, powerful messages and and tips to us and to our listeners. And we will definitely have you back on the show whenever you are free. We have more free time lately because of this quarantine life. So I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and sexy and, and embracing this time. Uh, I know that I am doing my best and it sounds like you are as well. So now's the time to do the work.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say this is, this is the perfect time because you're in your own cocoon. You have less prescriptions Flying at your face than ever before. You're not around the people that you think you need to be a certain way when you're around them, like your boss or your coworkers or the bar you go to or whatever. And so, um, my invitation, my motto, my slogan is dare to be unabashedly you. And some people don't know what unabashed means. It means unashamed, shameless. And so when I saw the Shameless Sex podcast, I was like, excuse me, knock, knock. Uh, We need to talk Uh, because it's it's time. It's time for all of us to rise up and dare to be unabashedly ourselves in every way and every aspect. And that's one promise of working with me is, be able to show up, speak up, no matter what context you find yourself in, feel confident, grounded, and founded in what it is that you are and what you have to offer to this world.
1: I love, love, love that so much. And to all of our unabashedly amazing shameless sex revolutionaries, We love you so much. Remember, you probably are drinking wine. I mean, if you are or if you're not, we have Margins Wine that Amy and I love. We're huge fans. It's from Santa Cruz. Beautiful boutique wine. Check it out. Go to marginswine.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Check out our website for some discount codes. You save money. Right now is a good time to save money. And it can be delivered. So check it out. We will see you all next Tuesday and Friday. I love you. Amy loves you too. Monica Jane, we love you. Mm -hmm. All right. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com
0: for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.